Are you ready to hire? You're getting ready to expand your team because the work has gotten to be too much and you're in a position where you could now bring on assistance. Whether it is a W-2 employee or a contractor, there are definitely some things that you want to do to prepare your business for the hire. Hey, 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 I want to welcome you to another episode of the Operations Toolbox, a podcast that is for solopreneurs to help them to implement the system, strategy, and structure they need to accelerate the growth of their business. During this episode, we're going to be talking about how do you prepare your business for the hire. Now, there's a lot of things that you need to do, but I want to talk specifically about five things that you want to implement in your business before you actually bring somebody on board. Again, it doesn't matter if it's a W-2 employee or a contractor. There are definitely some things that you want to do. The people that we're talking about hiring are people that are going to be working side by side with us. This could be an executive or an administrative assistant or a marketing assistant. I'm not really talking about those people that come in as specialists for a period of time with specific things that they're going to do. For instance, I'm a consultant. So when I come in, there are specific things that I am going to help you with. You wouldn't necessarily have to do some of these things to bring me on. And more importantly, from my perspective, as an operations consultant, I'm usually the one helping you do a lot of these things. So let's talk about what those five things are, because we want to make sure that we are bringing people on board and we are having a good experience, but we want them to have a good experience as well as our customers and clients. And there are some things we want to make sure that we have in place to make this go as smoothly as possible and make sure we are bringing the best person we can into our world. You have built something extremely special and you want to make sure that you're not just bringing people in that is going to mess up really some of the things that you have put in place because the people that you bring on board are supposed to compliment you. They're supposed to make things better. And that includes the experience of your customers and clients and your experience as well. You've spent all this time doing it all by yourself. Now is the time where you take some time and you get some help. The very first thing, and I said, there's five things I want to talk about. Of course, there's more than five and we can go into detail about each of these, but I want to start with these five. The first thing you want to have is a clear vision. When I say clear, it needs to be so clear that you can explain it to them and they get a picture of where it is that you're going and what it is that you're trying to accomplish. One of the things that I have found being a leader, whether it's in corporate or in my own business, when you are able to share your vision and people are able to get behind that, they work harder. It doesn't mean that they're going to work as hard as you. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to care as much as you, but it does make them understand where it is that you're going, what you're trying to accomplish, and how they fit in the overall scheme. People like to feel part of something. Sharing your vision allows you to do that. The other thing, a part of sharing your vision, you also want to make sure that you have already documented your core values. What are your beliefs? 
This is going to help you determine who it is that you want to bring a part of your business. So yeah, even if it is a W-2, if I'm hiring an executive assistant, a marketing assistant, um, analytics person, some person that is going to be a part of my team on a regular basis, then I definitely want to make sure that I am looking at my core beliefs and making sure that they align with that. So if you have a core belief that is all about integrity, honesty, customer service, whatever they are, you need to make sure when you are speaking with these people, right? So you're going to be doing some interviewing. When you're having conversations with them, you are able to feel out if you feel that they are in line with your core values. That is extremely important. It's important to you. It's important to your customers and your business. The last thing you want is to bring somebody on that is total opposite of you in terms of your beliefs. Okay, that's number one. The second thing is leadership skills. I find that so many people in business believe that because they can run a business, that they are automatically a leader and they can lead a team. And that is not the case. So don't be afraid to go out and take leadership courses. Understand what this is all about. And there are some really high level things that you want to make sure as a leader that you are able to do. The first thing under the leadership category, you want to make sure that you are able to communicate. And when I say communicate, I'm not talking about using the biggest and the fanciest words because we don't really care about that. I'm talking about making sure that your communication is clear and concise, that you are able to convey the information in a way that they can understand. Making sure that you are giving them the full picture. This is not the time to hold things back. You're bringing somebody on board. You need to make sure that they have all of the information they need in order to do a good job. One of the things that I've found being in leadership for over 30 years is most people want to do a good job. And we need to help them do that. And one of the ways that we could do that is we can communicate to them, give them all the information they need in order to do their job to perform, to help you out. So try not to hold back information. I find that with business owners, we feel that somebody is going to take all of our information and share it. Well, that's why you have non-disclosure agreements in place to protect you. Of course, can people still do tell? Yeah, they can. However, that is why you are going through the interviewing process in the beginning so that you could weed out a lot of those people. So communication is clear, making sure that you are able to communicate clearly, making sure that you are able to give them all of the information that they need in order to do a great job and making sure that you are communicating in a way that is respectful. The second thing as a part of leadership skills, you want to learn how to delegate and a part of delegating is letting go, okay? A lot of us have this mentality that we could do it better. Well, the truth is, is that you're hiring somebody that is in a specific area. This is what they do. 
If I'm hiring an administrative assistant, it's probably because they are really great at administrative tasks. Stop thinking that the only way something is going to get done right is if you do it. And if that is your mindset, then you are not ready to hire. So don't waste your time and don't waste anybody else's time. So if it's going to lead to you not delegating or micromanaging them, right? Because there's a difference between monitoring and micromanaging. If you're going to micromanage, then you're not ready. And a part of this is being able to trust that someone else can do the job and get it done outside of yourself. So that is leadership. You definitely want to make sure that you are going out and getting some leadership skills. You could take some courses, workshops, things like that to help you along the way. But you definitely want to develop your leadership skills. The third thing you want to do in preparing to hire someone within your organization, W2, or is you want to identify the tasks that you want them to perform. While this may sound basic, many people don't identify the task. And what happens is you bring someone on and they don't have anything to do because you haven't determined what it is that you want them to do. So while you're going through performing your tasks on a daily basis, in another episode, when I talk about the CEO schedule, I talk about batching your tasks into different categories. As you are batching your tasks into different categories, whether it be administrative, marketing, whatever it is, you are going to put next to that task a D if it is something that can be delegated. Now, again, I know we think that we do everything the best and no one's going to be able to do it better than us and all of these things. But I want you to really think about when you are performing this task, is this really something that based on your skill sets that you should be doing? Based on your position in the company that you should be doing? A lot of times you'll find that you don't need to do it yourself. Something as simple as part of your onboarding. Do you need to perform every single function within that? Are there some things that someone else can do? Put a D next to the task that you can delegate. Do not get attached to the task. Okay? Don't get attached to the task. A lot of times we get attached to the task and we think that it has to be done by us in order to be done correctly. And that is just simply not the case. People out there have so many different skills and talents and they have so many different things that they bring to the table. And a lot of times they can do it much better than we can. Especially if you're bringing on, say, an administrative assistant and Admin tasks are their area of responsibility. Nine times out of 10, they can do it better than you. They just need to know what to do. So don't get attached to the task and put a D next to whatever it is that you are doing that can be delegated. The other thing I want you to think about when I was saying when you decide if it's something that you need to do or not, what skills need to be done in order to perform that task? Because when you are deciding who it is that you need to hire, you're also determining what skills they need to bring to the table. If I'm bringing an administrative assistant to the table, there are certain skills I want them to have. 
right? So think about what skills do they actually need to have in order to perform these tasks. This way, when you bring somebody on board, you already have a list of tasks that you can start assigning them. You already know that they could do it because you already know the skills that they say they had and you know the skills that are needed to perform this. And the great thing about administrative assistance, I'll say specifically because a lot of times that is one of the initial people that we hire, like an administrative assistant or marketing assistant. But what you'll find is, is that with administrative assistants, they also have a specialty in a specific area. So they may have a specialty in um, software, you know, so they may be really great with your the different platforms that you have in your business, as well as administrative tasks. So think about what it is that you want them to do, what tasks you want them to perform, what skills they need in order to perform them, period, not what skills you have, what skills do they need in order to perform it? If it is scheduling some posts, what skills do they need to do that? And then you are almost there. So that is number three. The fourth thing you want to do, and I know you've heard me say this, is document your processes. So I'm not saying that before you bring someone on board that you have to have all of your processes documented, especially if one of the people that you're bringing on is an operations assistant or online operations manager or a virtual assistant or something like that, because they can help you with documenting your processes. However, there are certain things that you need to have in place. So there's two types of processes that you want to make sure you are documenting before you bring someone on board. The first one is you want to have an onboarding process. Think about all of the things that you need to share with them and how you're going to do that. If I need to share passwords, what is my process for sharing passwords? If I need to give them access to my project management platform, how do I do that? You need to think about these things. The second type of process is when you list out all of the tasks that you want them to perform, you need to have something documented about how to do it how you do it, where to locate things within your business. So if I am hiring an administrative assistant and one of the things I want them to do is to help me to schedule my posts, I need to let them know where my posts are, if I'm the one who's creating it or if they're going to create it. I need to give them access to Canva. I need to let them know where my templates are. I need to let them know what platform it is that I post my content from. How is all of that working? And the easiest way to do this, if you don't have it documented in written format, is to do a video. This is so simple. So if it's something that you are doing on your computer, you're going to go through and use a screen recorder. Loom, I use Screencast-O-Matic. There's so many out there. Get you a screen recorder, and then you are going to record yourself doing whatever the task is. As you are performing the task, you're going to talk through it. That way, if you're hiring an administrative assistant, they have a video of how you want the task performed, and then they can also document the process for you. They can write it out for you. I like written processes because they're searchable and they are easier to update than a video. But then I also like the video because we all learn differently. 
So some people may learn better from reading the process. Some people may learn better from seeing you walk through it on the video. So having both really is helpful, but I lean more towards the written because like I said, it's searchable and it's easier to update. If you have both, that is great. Now, you got your onboarding processes and you have your processes for the actual tasks that they are going to be performing. That is number four. And the fifth thing is, is that you want to make time, make time. Another thing that I find is that you hire somebody and then you don't have time to spend with them and that defeats the purpose. So yes, you have these processes in place and it is going to help to ease some of that and you're not going to have to spend as much time with them and all of that. But remember, people are new to your business. Even if they have been doing something for 20 years, they are new to your business and you have to get them acclimated to how you do things in your business, how you like for things to be done. So you want to make time. You want to make time to meet with them. You want to make time to set aside time so that if they have any questions at all, they know that during a certain period of time, they can reach out and they can ask those questions. And then you want to make sure you have standing meetings with them. So if they're not setting the meeting, you want to be setting the meeting, be proactive and be really clear on your expectations. What is it that you expect from this engagement? Like I said earlier, people like to know that they are doing a good job, right? Most people want to do a good job. How do I know if I'm your employee, if I'm a contractor working with you, how do I know that I'm doing a good job? So you want to make sure that during these times that you schedule one-on-one with them, like I said, you're available to answer any questions, but also you are providing them with feedback, how they are doing, right? And then they can provide you with feedback as well because you're hiring experts or, you know, people that really know what they're doing. So they may have some feedback of how you can do things better. It's a two-way street. So those are the five things that you want to implement in order to prepare for your next hire. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love it if you give me a five-star review and give me any comments. And if there are specific things that you'd like us to talk about, you can leave that there as well. Talk to you soon.